Uh, kia ora, koto everyone. Um, this is uh, Mama's Lockdown and Me. I am very privileged to have received an email from this amazing woman, um, Andrea Hope, who is a American mom to two lovely children under two, I'm thinking. Um, and she's in Poland. Whoa. Um, welcome, Andrea. And thank you so much for getting in touch. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, two under two. Woo, it is. You <laughs> are a complete legend, honestly. Wow. I mean, I've got a two and a half year old and I wanted to sell her on eBay today, I tell you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my was, God. So first of all, I know what we do is we just talk about, so in New Zealand, um, it'd be really interesting to talk about the differences, but in New Zealand, we talk about bubbles. So we're allowed to have our family bubble and that's it. Nobody else is allowed to come in it or leave it. So, um, so for example, in my house, there's me, my partner and my child. That's it. Nobody else can mm. come into my bubble. So who, who's, who are you living with at the minute? Who's in your house? Yeah, my house is just me, my husband and our two kids under two. Yeah. Um, but our, our guidelines aren't as strict as that. <laughs> so I'd love Poland. you to explain where, what's going on for you in Poland at the minute. Tell me how that's kind of what the rules yeah. are. That. So for um, the majority of the time, like for the last month, it's been that you can just go out for groceries and the pharmacy and, you know, kind of medical appointments kind of thing. And otherwise you're expected to be in the house. And then they started something where between 10 and 12, only people over 65 could shop. Um, so that was interesting. I wonder why they did it so um, late. I, I, I say late because older people usually wake up really early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, maybe they did 10 to 12 because that's a really busy time anyway. So they're like trying to encourage people not to like be out during that time. But I thought it was funny. I'm like 10 to 12, old people wake up at like six. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they had, so they had cut, um, closed even like forests and playgrounds and all those kinds of things yeah. but then this week they reopened um, the bigger public spaces like forests and um, like the little like beaches here that kind of stuff but you have to wear a mask so I've also noticed that a few more stores have been open um, and you just have to wear a mask or it has a rule about how many people can come inside at one time right um, I was okay. surprised that the flower shops have been open this yeah <laughs> during this time I was like are flowers essential essential service <laughs> yeah essential flowers I mean beautiful and I bought some roses but I was like surprised that they were even open but yeah so now it's a bit more like um yeah just where you're expected to wear a mask and you know if you're going in a store like at a gas station it might say only three customers at a time or it might say um they might have someone standing like waving people in and out right okay so you sound like you're going you're in what we're going into tomorrow so tomorrow oh, okay. we are allowed to get um deliveries of food so takeaway that which mm. have all been shut for the past four weeks um oh, even takeaway yep everything we've only yeah. had the doctors have been open in the hospitals and the supermarkets that's it everything else has been shut for four or five weeks um so but tomorrow how bad has the i mean how quickly has it spread where you are like has um, it, so any precautions or um so we went into full lockdown very quickly so new zealand is being cited as one of the best places that did it very quickly so we've got i think we at the minute we've got five new cases in the whole country oh wow yeah um we've had i'm gonna say 11 deaths um that sounds really disrespectful but i think 
and I think we're at about 1200 cases at mm. the minute so we're pretty okay. we're doing pretty well um, yeah. because we went really hard really soon um, mm. so tomorrow yeah we can get takeaway delivered we can go we can actually get in the car and go so we weren't allowed to exercise we had to exercise from our front door Mm -hmm. So we weren't allowed to get in the car to exercise. So tomorrow we're allowed to drive a little bit of a way out and exercise, but we still can't like school's still shut. Um, everything else is still shut. So it's, we're very precautiously moving into the next stage tomorrow. So everyone's really excited because they can go and get McDonald's. <laughs> is that what's exciting? Oh gosh. <laughs> I know the world over, eh? the world over. So tell me about the, the situation around kind of, you um you're are you a poet by trade is that what you would class as your job yeah so i'm a well i would say i'm a poetry editor you i don't know how much you can make a living as a poet i mean a few people do but yeah. a lot of poets make a living as a poet after they've died <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah and usually men i suppose <laughs> yeah so i yeah there's a couple of people who have been able to do it while alive but um yeah so in terms of work i am a poetry editor and i also um do a lot of work with kids like I've taught English worked in after school program for kids I've always just really loved kids and so I started doing more poetry for kids and then I got hired to write articles for um, other writers like from my experience as an editor and things like that and that's on this website called write spike and um, that's gone really well and I also posted some of my like poems for adults on that site and one of my poems got really popular. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm also like a poet for adults. Like, it just, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I could. I, you know, when you become a mom, sometimes you're like, who am I? And what am I doing? And so I just realized that. And um, I said, you know, I should uh, look through my poems for adults and try to put a book together. And I found that a lot of them were about motherhood or about children. I've always just been fascinated with children. Um, I work at like in social work and nonprofit organizations before, and there's just so much tied to mental health that has to do with people's experiences when they were children. Like, yeah. and so I always thought if you could, if I can get to them when they're children and like help them to um, cope, not, not to protect kids from everything bad, because I don't think that's the way forward because then when they experience something bad, it's just going to be like, they have no tools but to like get to them when they're young and help them to understand themselves and build coping mechanisms. And also if I can like contribute anything to the parent child relationship, I would like to do that. So I did this book on motherhood and I um, wanted to release it for mother's day. And then of course everything crazy happened. <laughs> um, and I just decided, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway, because if I don't do it, I have to wait a whole nother year. And who knows what's going to be going on next Mother's who Day. You know, it's very uncertain. So, <laughs> And what I, I really went ahead. what I really loved when I um, had a look at your book online was the, and I really kind of, what, what struck me is the stages you talked about. So the stages of motherhood that I've also gone through, you know, I've gone through and I'm still going through the rage that I've been, that was, there was a big article in the New York times about mum's rage. And it was like mm. this alarm bell kind of went off in my head, but also those stages you go through, um, one during motherhood, but also a lot of, I, I've been talking to a lot of mums about during this time, because that whole, your, you know, your, my child goes to daycare five days a week and I don't see her all the time. I go to work and then mm. I come home and I see her and then we hang out weekends. But there's that constant face-to-face -face interaction 
all day, every day. So I'm being faced with all these new things that I've not experienced for a long time. And it's been really interesting. And I really kind of, I love the way that you wrote that, about that in stages. Um, and I, and another thing I wanted to talk about was that I've been talking to lots of women about is that whole feeling of creativity. So, you know, poetry, poetry, I suppose, I'm, I mean, writing for me, I write and I speak. It never stops. It, it gets difficult, but it's something that keeps going, whether or not my job carries on. Did that happen for you? Did the words stop? Did the words keep going in your head? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think I... Hmm. I know that I wrote a really long poem when I was pregnant <laughs> because I found pregnancy to be very um, unappealing. Like I did not enjoy pregnancy at all. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I know some people do and that's wonderful, but no, I really neither. didn't. And yeah, and I <laughs> wanted to be clear to um, other moms that, you know, if you don't enjoy pregnancy, doesn't mean that you won't enjoy being a mom. Um, but yeah, so I remember I wrote a really long list about the things that I was going through while I was pregnant. Um, sorry, the <laughs> door was opening. It's all right. Um, it's life. Yeah. It's to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Since leaving. Um, yeah. So, but then I'm trying to think once I had, yeah, it did. You know, I had, I've always loved kids, like I said. So it was a lot of awe for me being um, a mom. And so I did have those moments where like I had dreamed about like holding my daughter in the kitchen. And then when it happened, then I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm like holding my daughter in a kitchen. And um, I wrote a poem about that. So yeah, I think it came pretty naturally to write poems. And then there was that side where you're talking about of this kind of anger that people don't talk about. And they talk about the, I mean, I think everyone knows having kids is hard, yeah. but I don't think people talk about how dependent kids are on yeah. Yeah. you and yeah. so that was the thing that like weighed on me the most at the beginning was like she can't do anything, anything. Me. I know like, I expected oh she's a baby she's gonna cry whatever but like she can't even lift her head like I was yeah. getting like talks from people like oh you have to support her neck you have to do I'm like <laughs> like <laughs> you can't you can't support at all <laughs> nothing yeah it was just like no one yeah I was not prepared for how much of a dependency it was and at the at the beginning I felt like even it wasn't like love people were like oh you love your baby and your baby loves you and I like read these things and I was kind of like my baby doesn't love me my baby's dependent on me which is different yeah, yeah. so now I feel like my one and a half year old loves me like I feel like she knows who I am and she's yeah, yeah. uh yeah I feel that relationship and I'm much better with toddlers <laughs> but yeah, when they're, when they're babies, it's like they're just looking for the milk and they're looking for that comfort, but it yeah. didn't feel like love. It just felt like the baby knows that, like, they depend on me to exist. But sometimes they're, like, looking for my milk in places that aren't even me. So I yes. don't even know if the baby knows for sure. Like, you know, you're like, so that's terms, my kneecap. That's I know, a, I know. It's like, no, in there. <laughs> so in terms of this situation, is the week pretty much the same for you as it was? Or has it, has it changed for you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, in general, it's similar because yeah. I was at home a lot and my husband can do some of his work from home so he was like half days in the office so that's probably the biggest change is that he's home in the mornings and he's like why am I so tired <laughs> and I'm like yeah <laughs> let me tell you you're just tired from hearing crying all day <laughs> uh, let me tell you you don't know <laughs> like I don't know 
why I'm so tired lately. I've been getting enough sleep. And I'm like, yeah, you're just, it just takes energy to like even hear crying or like to have to yeah. um, deal with yep. two kids all the time. But um, that, and then the other thing was, unfortunately, I, um, I had noticed that my daughter was seeking more interaction and I couldn't, you know, interact with her in the same way because of the needs of the baby and our baby's yep. teething. Um, so I had started looking for a play group to take her to, and I had found one like that was for like four hours because they had independent play and then they had class, they had snack and I was there with her, but it was like this nice little play group. The next week I got sick and then the next week everything closed down and I was and like, was, I, just the world ended. My, I know, yes, crazy. I just found my play group. <laughs> I know. And so many women are like that. They're like, Oh my God, I just stepped into this new world and then it got taken away from me. <laughs> yeah yeah so in terms so of you like, in terms yeah. of you being in poland and you're from so where are you from originally my i'm i was raised in uh, virginia and most of my family lives in washington dc right now okay so how and we were supposed feel? to visit actually <laughs> well and which is the story for lots of people hey they were like on because i was on the verge of going home too but how how is it for you being here when that stuff is going on there how, how do you are you how do you feel about being here and that's going on there yeah i think my mom and my self are very similar in the we're like more quality of life people so we try really not to be motivated motivated by fear yeah. so i think we are thinking more about like okay how do we use this time and like what are the lessons that are coming out of this and um you know is what we're doing totally necessary is there a way to be out and protect yourself but not like feel like oh no one can talk to me or touch me or whatever so yeah. i think yeah i get this questionnaire thing kind of from my mom and so on that end i'm um, I'm okay, but I do see um, like a cultural difference. I feel like where um, first, yeah, we were supposed to go and visit for our five-year wedding anniversary. My husband's never been to the United States, so I was gonna go for the first time and have him meet my some of my family and because some have come to visit us and the kids. So that got canceled, and we ended up doing something a little thing online. Um, but yeah, the other thing is I. I kind of had to cut off my newsfeed a bit because yeah. I feel like there is more of a panic in my home culture than here in Poland. And maybe that's just because I don't understand Polish. Yeah. Um, but I feel like, I mean, I feel like people are like kind of sad that they can't go out here, but there's not like that desire to make everything, um, I don't know, maybe everything political or everything like, so intense like in our yeah. town like I haven't seen there be no toilet paper or no soap or anything like that um so I don't know I just feel like there's an intensity to American culture that can work to our benefit when it comes to like producing music and movies and all this kind of stuff but also like it's a challenge and so the more I step out of that the more I can like from a bird's eye view look at that and say hey is that really like necessary yeah totally no no <laughs> um, it's really important and I've had to do that kind of just shut it down and, and put limits on myself as to how much I allow into my brain otherwise you just you get to the end of the day and you're just like oh my god I've not just accepted the fact that I've got this beautiful view out of my window I've just been sat sitting here go, going through all this information that's in my head about stuff that I can't control <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's I'm glad you said that because that was my decision unless I'm looking up something that is going to impact um 
my my life like I'm looking yep. up what I'm allowed to do or yeah. where I can volunteer I decided that those are my limitations unless yeah. I'm looking up something in order to make some change or to be knowledgeable for life then I'm just gonna stop because just hearing another story about the same thing yeah um or it's another helpful, analysis right? yeah, yeah it's not gonna yeah no, no, I, I mean I'm a very you. sensitive person so I yeah, just yeah, think yeah. about it yeah, yeah. all the time and yeah so I no I just, love it it's awesome um now this is the point where we move into um quick fire round are you ready okay. maybe <laughs> um, okay uh sweet or salt Ooh, salt mountain or sea oh <laughs> mountain my um, last name means mountain so hard um orange or apple apple uh, one famous, uh, sorry, one person that you would invite into your bubble, famous or not, alive or dead? Ooh. Uh, Tupac Shakur. Whoa, that's a great answer. <laughs> um, favorite color? Ooh, um, uh, pink. Um, one album that you would listen to for the rest of lockdown, as we call it? No, that's so hard. No. <laughs> uh, I just pick random songs. Uh, probably The Search for Everything, John Mayer. Nice. Um, and anything that you've been watching or listening to that you want to share with us? So any podcasts or Netflix or anything that you, you've gone, oh, it's good and I want to share it. Oh, sure. I have been listening to, uh, just recently, um, Talk Nerdy which is a science podcast that I've been wanting to, like I've been listening to Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, and I thought, yeah. you know, I don't really know that many female scientists. Like I know Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse Tyson, obviously not because they're not out there. So I actually purposely was trying to find a podcast that was hosted by a female scientist. And I found Talk Nerdy. I really like that one. That is awesome. I'm going to have a look at that. Now, I, um, this is unplanned and I didn't want to put you on the spot, but would you, have you got any um, poetry that you would like to read to us? Sure. Oh, look, she's uh, got her book out. I love it. You're a is there a certain, um, like, I don't know, topic? something that just, something that hits you, that you kind of, the feeling of the day, the feeling of your day. Because oh, you're, goodness. what time are you? So I'm, I'm 8 o'clock It's o'clock uh, 10 o'clock. Right, yeah, okay. it's ten o'clock. Oh, can we? Can I wait for a second? Because my baby woke up. <laughs> can, do you edit or do you do it raw? No, no, no. We do it raw, baby. Go and get your baby. Oh Bring gosh! All right, let me get my baby. <laughs> Go and get your baby. I'll sing. Talking, talking to my audience. Just waiting for the baby to come in. Um, this is real life, babies. This is real, real my podcasting, son. people. Huh? No, this is real podcasting. The first one I did, um, my daughter ran in and started screaming. And I was like, do you know what? I don't edit. I love it raw. So I was like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, this is the way it is. This fine. is what mums have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. He's fine. He just, uh, he's like, where are you? He didn't even open his eyes. That's what I'm saying, baby. He's just like, where's the boob? <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So because of that, I think I will write, because uh, we talked about kind of this, uh, yeah, responsibility of motherhood. So I'll read this one called Don't Cry. Don't cry over spilt milk it took three hours to pump, over scratches and bumps as baby fell just left of the plush carpet. Don't cry over exhaustion, compulsive cautions, 
shaken from anxious dreams by chilling screams. Does it not seem cruel that babies too have night terrors? Don't cry from judgmental stares, unsolicited advice, partner's expectations coming to bear. Don't cry at your lack of ability to soothe or juggle or produce your aching back as you move. But do cry. Cry because mama, you too suffer growing pains for the pieces of you lost against the carver's blade, for your small body of land stretched to fathomless terrain and your patience and your heart. Cry because you dare to have it all, because even superheroes fear the crash and fall. <laughs> Sorry, I heard. Why else were they wearing I love it, the real life. See? Right there. Well, thank you so much. Oh, look, we've got both of them. I love it. They did my advice, they're crying. They did, they did. Andrea, I'm so glad you met we met and chatted some some. Um, and heard your beautiful words. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. We'll Bye. chat soon. Bye.